Hello, my name is Sylvia Gorajek and you're watching Valley Talks, talk show on real-life stories of Silicon Valley startups. We also feature experts who help startups along their difficult and bumpy journey. Today's guest is Rachel Wolfson, contributor to Huffington Post, content strategist and digital marketing consultant. Her works were also featured in VentureBeat, O'Reilly Media, Elite Daily and more. Rachel, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. You pride yourself in creating tech content with a human element. Yes. Can you elaborate a little more on yeah, this? Sure, of course. So a lot of tech content is kind of, when you think of tech content, you think of something very technical. You think of terms you aren't going to understand. You think of content that engineers can only understand basically. And a lot of the content that I write takes these technical terms and I put it in kind of like a conversational, easy to read tone. So for instance, I write a lot about big data and rather than throwing in like a bunch of technical terms, I'll take the topic of big data and relate it to another topic that's easy to understand like retail or finance or the oil and gas industry and write about how big data relates to those topics. So it's tech content, but it kind of adds that human element so everybody, you know, besides just the engineers can understand it. And what is content marketing uh, on its own? I mean, people are familiar with this concept probably, but it's not that old. It's pretty new, I think. Yeah, sure. So content marketing is, it's kind of a new field right now. It's extremely hot. Every startup, every mm -hmm. company, everyone wants content marketing and everyone is doing content marketing. And what content marketing is, is creating engaging content um, for readers. So brands, startups, companies, they're creating content that readers are going to want to read. So they're basically creating stories. They're telling stories through their content and it's not overly promotional. So they aren't going to say, oh, we have a product, let's write about this product and only talk about this product. Uh, content marketing is different. It's about storytelling and it's about engaging your readers through a story and then adding a call to action at the end of that story. So a link to your product, a link to whatever it is you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So you have the story in front of them and then they're like, wow, this sounds great and that's content marketing. So you would really like embed that into the story, right? You wouldn't draw too much attention to the links or the product. Right, because you want it to be um, a okay. story and not promotional. But yes, you're going to definitely want to have the call to action in there somewhere. So is this something that, that brands were not doing really before? Why is this a new concept or why is it so, why is it so hot right now? Well, I think it's really hot right now because of social media. Um, Social media and content marketing go hand in hand and social media is so big right now, but you can't do social media if you don't have content to put on social media. So that's like everything is online now. So content marketing is becoming huge because people want to tell stories. They want to have videos. They want to have visuals and that's all content. It's all considered content marketing, but the better your content is, the more views you're going to get. Um, so written content is very, very important. And once you have that, you can promote it on social media, which is why it's so huge right now. Let's talk about Huffington Post. How did you get started to contributing to Huffington Post? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I've been contributing to Huffington Post for about a year and a half now. And I ended up becoming a contributor because I wrote um, a dating article about dating in San Francisco. It was called Fail Fast, Fail Often, the San Francisco dating scene. I wrote it, you know, kind of when I first moved here. 
It was about how hard it is to date here. And a friend of mine had Ariana Huffington's email and she told me that I should email this article to Ariana, include a catchy subject line that would make her want to open the email mm -hmm. and see what she says and see if they'll publish in Huffington Post. So I did, I took a chance and the title of the subject line was something like dating in San Francisco sucks, great article for Huffington Post. And about a week later, she actually personally responded to me and she's like, hey Rachel, we really like this article. Um, we're gonna publish it and we're going to make you um, a continuing contributor to Huffington wow. Post. So it was original content, never before published, something that had just been sitting on my desktop for a few months and I was like, hmm. It's kind of funny. I'll send it to Huffington Post, see what happens. And um, yeah, so it means like we should always give it a try, right? For sure, for sure. When it comes to uh, your articles um, to Huffington Post and other media, what would be the best practice for other startup founders or marketers to reach out to you and to get you interested in their, in their content or their story? Yeah, so I think LinkedIn is a really great way of reaching out if you don't know me. Um, if you do know me or if you have some contacts that know who I am, I love being introduced like through friends, mm -hmm. so through connections. But LinkedIn and also the um, information form on my website is another good way to reach out to me. And the content that I'm most interested in, um, I really love writing about women in tech and women entrepreneurs. Um, I think that that topic needs a lot of attention, especially we live in the Bay Area. There are so many women out here that have their own companies, that work in tech, and I love hearing their stories. Um, so I love writing about that. But of course, I also like writing about startups and tech and new products. Um, uh -huh. And yeah. what's the best practice for them to really gain your attention? In what way should they really present themselves? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it when there's a deeper story involved. You know, when somebody emails me and it's not like, oh, we're about to launch this product and this is what it does, but when there's a bit more of a story involved, maybe something that's a bit more emotional, like we're about to launch this product and our founder is this woman CEO whose background relates to the product in this way. And if that's interesting to me, I'll say, yeah, I definitely want to write about that. There's a story there. So you also work with clients on their content. Mm -hmm. And um, so how do you advise what type of content they should be producing? Yeah, so mm -hmm. that, um, usually when I, do, when I work with clients, they have an idea of what kind of content they want to be produced. But I need to know from them two things before getting started with them. And one is who their target audience is. And then the other is um, what their content goals are. Because, I mean, if you have a company, you can have so many topics for content, but you have to break those topics down and you have to think about what you want to focus on first and who that audience is. Um, once we have that established, then we can start coming up with ideas or the clients usually tell me their ideas and we think of ways to put it in a story and not make it too promotional. Yeah, when it comes to ideas, how do you really generate ideas? So I think the best ideas um, come from trending topics. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if somebody has an app and let's say there's a national holiday going on and their app relates to that national holiday, um, I'd wanna connect those two things because that could be a trending topic. The app is relevant for this time. Um, so I think trending topics, really to, to look for those topics in searches 
and to use tools like BuzzSumo, that's a great tool to find trending topics. So in case they don't have anything they can relate to that's, that's trending right now, they just have some content or product or a mission, mm. uh, how do you look for content to create with them? Well, I always try to find an emotional aspect uh -huh. within their ideas. So if, for instance, they want to write about big data, which is something I, I write a lot about, mm -hmm. um, I try to think, how does big data relate to like the retail industry? How does it relate to the oil and gas industry? How does it relate to chatbots or AI? And those, those buzzwords like big data, AI, chatbots, retail, you put those together and you think of an emotional story, um, there, you know, there are topic ideas in that. And I imagine that blog posts are one of the most typical or popular um, formats of content, right? Yes. And so how long do you think they, they should be? Because I think that everyone is always wondering about that. Yeah, definitely. That's a good question. So for me, my typical blog posts are between 800 to 1,000 words. I think that the minimum amount of words is 500. You can't really say what you need to say in less than 500 words, and you don't want to go over 1,000 words because you're going to lose the reader's attention um, if it's too long. So I think between 800 to 1,000, that's kind of like the sweet spot for blog posts. And then how about planning the content and scheduling the content, right? And should um, companies and marketers keep the, the calendar of, of the content that they are going to publish and how? Yeah, so that's a good question. Mm -hmm. um, for sure, you should always have a content calendar. As a content marketer or a content strategist, you should always have your content organized. Um, so a good way is you could just use your Google Calendar and you can just schedule, let's say you want to do a blog post every Wednesday for the next month, so you just schedule each piece of content for every Wednesday of that month. And um, think about trending topics that are happening on that day. So let's say, you know, one Wednesday is like national bring your dog to work day or something. So you might say, oh, let's write about big data and bring your dog to work day. You know, relate those two somehow, which you can. In order to plan content in advance is look at your pipeline, like look at who your customers are, look at the topic um, points that you really want to talk about and plan accordingly to that. So like, let's say you, are, you have a big data startup and you want to focus on cloud one month. So uh -huh. you can start saying, okay, so for the month of April, we want to have four blog posts on moving to the cloud. And then for the month of March, we want to talk about AI. So plan accordingly based on your pipeline. I mean, having content is, is crucial, right? But no matter how good it is in these days, the chances are so low that it will get out there on its own, right? So it usually needs to be promoted anyway. Correct. And how do we do that? Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the second part of content marketing. It's like, first, you have great content. Second, you need to promote it. If you don't promote it, nobody's going to read it, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a waste of time. So um, promoting content, is it's more than just going on your personal Facebook or LinkedIn and copy and pasting the link. Mm -hmm. um, First of all, it's great to have a newsletter. Blast that out to your newsletter contacts. Um, LinkedIn groups are a really, really great way mm -hmm. to get your content out there, but they have to be relevant groups. So if I'm writing about women in tech, I'm not going to want to post in a LinkedIn group that's about um, big data, for example, yeah. because I'm talking about women in tech. I guess technically if, you know, big data and women in tech, but I want to target more about 
the, the women in tech groups and post in those groups. Um, so you have to do your research beforehand and figure out which groups are going to be the most relevant for your content. And that goes for Facebook. Um, with Twitter, you want to find relevant hashtags that are trending. You want to mention influencers, so women in tech influencers, be sure to mention them. They could retweet it. They could message you, whatever, but that's the best way to, to promote your content on social media. And in order to have a really rich, great social media following is um, you need to post content. You need to post content on Facebook, I'd say, a few times a day. I, I like uh -huh. posting on Facebook. Um, LinkedIn, at least once a day. Um, Twitter, send out a few tweets every day. The more content you have and quality content, the more people are going to want to follow you on those networks. But if you have Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and you aren't posting anything, then you aren't going to get any followers. I mean, people need to be entertained. Yeah, so if you have a blog post every Wednesday, it's great to post that on Facebook on Wednesday. But think about other fun things that you can post. Like mm -hmm. Tuesday, let's say you're having a, um, a networking day at your office. Take some photos and post that on Tuesday. The same for the other days. Always find something, you know, let's say your CEO has been just won an award for the best startup in San Francisco. Post that news. Um, it doesn't always have to be your content. It could be content relevant right, to yeah. you and, and content that's, you know, stuff going on with your company or with yourself. And you mentioned about quality and need, that it needs to be quality content. Um, and I'm wondering if in these days, how does the quality matter in your opinion? Yeah, so I mean, for me, I focus on written content. So I'm a writer mm -hmm. and quality is everything when it comes to writing because when I read something and I can't understand what it says, it doesn't, like, it doesn't emotionally connect with me. It doesn't resonate with me. So quality is everything. If you're going to write a blog post in under one hour and mm -hmm. it's not going to make sense, there's really no point to post it. It takes time to write a blog post. It takes me usually almost a full day because there's usually four to six hours of research involved. Yeah, and everyone thinks it's just like 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's not. I mean, writing, I'm a writer, and writing for me is very hard because I'm not going to give my clients bad content. Mm -hmm. You really have to do the work and do the research. Um, and that goes for visuals as well. I mean, Snapchat, you know, anybody can take a Snapchat, but I like watching people like Chelsea Handler, you know, really entertaining, funny people that are great with visuals. Instagram, I love watching these travel influencers and seeing what they post because their content is good. And how about virality? I think that everyone would want to have their content go viral. Are there any practices that would make the chances higher that content will go viral at all? Yeah, so there are. That's a great question. So I think, first of all, uh, trending topics. If the topic is something trending, it has a greater chance of going viral. Also, mm -hmm. quotes from influencers and thought leaders. Um, the more people that you include in your content that have a good following, they're going to share that content with their network. Mm. Um, they're going to retweet it. They're going to post on their LinkedIn. So I always like to include a few quotes from um, thought leaders. And oh, I that's like- That's a great tip. Yeah, it, it works really well. And um, I had a post go viral that was in HuffPost last year, right before New Year's. And it was all about five lessons I learned in 2016. And in January, HuffPost promoted it and it got over 10,000 views because it was a trending topic. It was very relevant for that time. And um, it was very good for their audience because it was very emotional. It appealed to emotions and told a story. 
Rachel, for everyone who would want to work with you on their content and kind of like improve it probably and distribute it in the proper way, how should they find, uh, find you and contact you? Yeah, so definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Rachel Wolfson. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and you can send me a tweet. My Twitter handle is at RachelWolf00. Rachel, thanks so much for this awesome chat today. Thank you so much for having me, Sylvia.